Okay, so uh, normally when someone's coming up to, to speak, it kind of depends really on who the, who the person is speaking. Sometimes whoever's preaching will like to start by asking you to turn to a certain passage that we're going to be looking through. Uh, sometimes you'll have people that will start with a story or an illustration to kind of uh, grab your attention and, and already start getting us thinking. But I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, I've been doing something fairly dangerous over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been thinking, uh, and perhaps more than, than thinking, I've been, I've been in a fairly reflective mood. I think, uh, obviously, moving into the new year kind of lends itself. It's that sort of an opportunity to think about what's happened in the year before and to think about kind of our expectations and our hopes for the, for the year to come. And I've been spending a lot of time, particularly over the last week, just with, in prayer and thanksgiving for some wonderful things that God's been doing in us. Uh, as a church, but for also for us as a family, and really uh, seeking him for, for what's, to, what's to come in the year to come. And I just wanted to, to just say some things uh, that maybe I don't get to say very much through the year, or maybe I forget to because I get caught up with doing stuff and in the busyness of stuff. But I just want to start the year by just saying this to you. I just want you to know how much I love this church. I want you to know uh, that you are my family, and I love you, I want you to know that I consider it a great joy to be a part of this family and I consider it a great joy to be able to serve you in leading. I'm hugely grateful for a vast number of things that God has done in the last year. Uh, so many answers to prayer. I was, uh, going, I was praying through some in, in the week and I was just going through time and time again. Stuff was coming through my head. Just a constant stream of prayer as God was drawing things back to my mind. So I'm grateful for what God has done. But I'm really excited about this year as well. I think we've kind of just scratched the surface of something as a church. I think there's been a real uh, shifting of mentality about actually we really want to see our town and our, our, our families and our workplaces changed and affected by God. So that's just how I wanted to start this year. I don't think I necessarily say that enough, so it's just a chance to, to say that. But it's a new year, it's our first time gathering together in 2017 and a new year brings a new teaching series uh, which is is what we're starting today i texted out before the new year um, just explaining about when we were going to be meeting and i think as part of the text uh, i said that this new series um, i gave the title of the new series and it's also on the notices if you've had a chance to look and this series is called every day building a community of the spirit Building a community of the Spirit. So you've had just a text, uh, just that, that little bit of information for the last week or so. So you may well be wondering, well, what's that actually going to look like? This morning is my opportunity to walk you through my thought process in putting a, a series together. It's maybe a fairly dangerous place for you to go uh, in, into, into, my, into my thinking. Uh, but that's what we're going to do. I'm going to kind of un unpack a little bit of where this has come out of uh, and explain what we're, we're looking to, not necessarily to achieve, but what we're really expecting God to do. Uh, in us individually and as a church as well. So the best place we can start is by, as I say, is by looking at where this series came from. I thought it was really interesting that Pete um, mentioned how God can speak to us through our dreams because actually a huge influence and a huge reason why we're doing this series is because of a dream that someone had. We're part of uh, the relational mission family of churches and as part of that we, uh, they do I think it's about three times a year they do pr uh, prayer and equipping days so it's an opportunity for, for leaders to gather together uh, to pray to have some time being equipped and, and receive teaching and that kind of thing very very fruitful times very beneficial times and at the last one in September 
uh, they'd invited a guy named Simon Holly in. And Simon Holly, he uh, heads up the church King's Arms in Bedford. Uh, they're part of the Catalyst network, network of churches. But he'd had a dream uh, that he felt God was speaking to us as a family in relational mission about. Uh, and he shared this with Mike Betts, who heads up RM. And Mike had asked him to come in and to, to share what God had, had been speaking to him about. And then to, off the back of that, to, to uh, put some teaching in us as well, to help us to, to kind of know what to do with what God had been speaking. So he'd had this prophetic dream that he shared. I'm going to send out the link to the, it, it was recorded, it was on video. I'm going to send out the link when I send out growth group questions. So if I can encourage everyone to, to listen, even if it's just for where Simon's explaining the dream, because I don't have time to go into the, into the details. But I will share with you what the interpretation was. He said this, the interpretation of the dream that he had was as follows. Firstly, the basic framework of relational mission is excellent. In terms of the structure and the frame that's been put in place, it's excellent. There's a lack of control that is actually very beneficial. And there's a beauty about it that speaks of God's hand on it and approval of it. Isn't that good to hear? There's God's favour, God's approval on what we're, we're building as relational mission churches. But he felt God was saying this, there is an issue that needs addressing. And the issue that needs addressing is about the flow of the Spirit. It's something that can be rectified with attention, but it does need attention as it was lagging behind the rest of what we're building. It's not fit for the size or the influence of what you are building. So there's a, um, there needs to be attention focused on the internal dependence and refreshment of the leaders on and with the spirit. There needs to be some focus on this, uh, sorry, some focus on this area is needed to ensure that leaders and churches know how to drink, keep in step with the spirit, and are actually doing so, not just in theory. So that was the interpretation of the dream. So very much about our need for our, our dependence and the flow of the spirit. Something that God was drawing our attention to. Yes, he mentioned it's about the leaders, but it's not just about the leaders. He said the leaders and churches know how to drink, know how to be led by the Spirit, but are actually doing so, not just knowing the theory. This has been working on me really on, on three levels as I've been thinking about this over the past months. Firstly, this is a, a, a call for me and a challenge for me personally as a follower of Jesus. First and foremost, before I'm a leader, before I'm an elder in the church, I'm a disciple of Jesus. So I'm th when Simon's uh, brought this interpretation, I'm thinking, okay, so what does this mean for me in my life as a disciple? Am I dependent on the Spirit? Am I being led by the Spirit? But it's also for me as a leader, having that responsibility and oversight of the church. What am I, uh, what am I prioritising? What am I depending on? Who am I being led by? But then also for us as a church. So this works itself out on the individual level, but obviously for us corporately as a church as well. What are our expectations of the Holy Spirit? Are we expecting to encounter him? Are we expecting to experience it? Do we, do we give him room to flow among us? These are the kind of questions that have been working through my mind and that we're hoping to address as we go through this series. So really that's the first, the first um, inspiration, I guess, or, or the first thing that really got me thinking for this series. But before that, um, we were on holiday back in May time and I was reading a book. Uh, I read through it so quickly because it just... 
got me from the get-go. It's a book um, by a lady named Wendy Mann, also from King's Arms in Bedford. And this book is called Naturally Supernatural, The Normal Christian Life. And it's a really wonderful book. And it focuses on the supernatural life that Jesus modelled, but how that life is the normal life for every believer. It's Jesus modelling what life for every believer looks like. How all Christians, going to emphasise that word all, how all Christians are called and equipped by God to see his kingdom break in as part of their day-to-day life. This book challenged me greatly, but it also inspired me, it excited me thinking about what could God do through me, what could God do through us as a church. So really this series has it's been inspired and birthed out of, I guess, a combination of the book and the word that's been spoken over us as churches in relational mission. And this is kind of our working these, working these things through together, working these things out and, and giving ourselves that time and that space to think through these challenges and to think, uh, to work these things through. It's been living with me for quite some time. As I say, it was May time that I started reading that book. Uh, so I'm very excited about what's coming up in the weeks to come and what these weeks have in store. So over the course of this series, what we're going to be doing is we're going to very intentionally be looking at what we are building and how we are building, both individually, there's that personal responsibility that we have, but also uh, what we're building corporately together. You know, the Christian life is not a life of isolation that's to be worked out and lived out on our own. I cannot emphasise that enough. The Christian life is to be worked out and lived out in fellowship and community. Yes, we have that personal responsibility, but we live it out and we work it out together. It's going to have, that, it's going to have a, a corporate effect on us. I hope and I believe that that will be the case for us as we press ever more into the Holy Spirit. I want to make this clear at the very start as well. This series is not a criticism of us as Faversham Community Church. This is not me saying, oh, this is something we're really struggling in, or this is a real negative for us as a church. This is not a criticism of us It's not come out of that. But it's part of our response to this call from God, not just for us here. Remember, this word that Simon Holly brought wasn't for Faversham Community Church on its own. It's across the board for relational mission churches. It's a call that God's making across the board. So it's not, uh, you know, Faversham Church, you've got to do better. It's not that. This is a call from God. Actually, let's give attention to something across the board, across relational mission. It's part of our response to a timely reminder and a call to pay attention to our dependence on, our sensitivity to, and our love for the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. So I think this series covers, uh, I think it's nine nine weeks, and it's nine weeks where we're intentionally and deliberately giving attention to that call that God has given us, about the flow of the Holy Spirit among us. So that's our series, Every Day Building a Community of the Spirit. Something else I also want to make clear uh, in week one of this series is that when we're speaking about community, we're not solely speaking about the community within the walls of the church. I think if we come into it with that mentality, then we're going to be missing something huge that God wants to do in us and that the Holy Spirit wants to do within us. This is not just about the community that you see here this morning or within the walls of the church. I just want to remind you of of our statement that we, we have as a church about who we are and what we're committing to doing. As a church, we say uh, that we we love Jesus and we're committed to growing in and serving our community through joyful unity, certain faith and dynamic gifting. Yes, as 
as disciples, we are committed to growing and becoming more like Jesus, but not to live in a bubble, not to live in a nice, comfortable Christian bubble. That's not what it's about. But we want to grow and become more like Jesus to reach, serve and impact our towns and communities. It's not just about inside the walls of the church. It's about everywhere. When um, we've, There's a website that we use. We've got an account with a website that uh, has resources that helps us with things like the graphics. So things that you see up on, on, on the screens and stuff. Um, you'll see where I'm going in a minute with this. Uh, and it's really helpful. Uh, resources with backgrounds and pictures and different texts and all this kind of thing. Uh, and so when I was putting the, the graphic together for this, I typed in the word community to see what pictures might come up. I thought there'd be something that's quite helpful. I thought there'd be lots of pictures of uh, people together in different situations, kind of busy, uh, you know, seeing people being friends and, and family and that kind of thing. The most common pictures that came up, and it really confused me to start with, there was pictures of speech bubbles, megaphones, and radio masts, like emitting waves. And I thought, I was like, have I written the right word in the search box? I was like, I've typed in community, and I'm getting speech bubbles, megaphones, and radio masts. Uh, and I thought, this is really very unhelpful. I'm trying to do something. I've got something specific in mind that I want to, want to do. Technology's meant to help, isn't it? Uh, if, and it, I was like, I don't really get what's going on here. But actually, it made me stop and think. Because community involves sharing, imparting, reporting, making things known. And so when I thought back over it, I thought, you've got speech bubbles, megaphones, radio masts. With each one, the degree of reach was getting ever greater. The degree of reach of communication and sharing and impartation was going ever further. As a community, and as we build community, don't we want our reach to increase? Is that what we want to see? ever increase in reach and influence and impact as the Holy Spirit uses us. Speech bubbles, megaphones, radio masks, ever increasing distances of reach and influence. So, See, this is what happens when I'm taking you through my thought processes. This is kind of what, what God's been speaking to me about. But I thought it was so helpful. Do we want our reach to increase and our impact to increase as the Holy Spirit changes us and builds us as we look to build a community of the Spirit together. And as I thought of this, Acts 1, 8 came to mind. Before Jesus returns to the Father, he tells his followers, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and where? To the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit enables and empowers us to take the Gospels to the ends of the earth. That's some reach. But that's what the Holy Spirit empowers us and enables us to do. The Gospel was never, never meant to stay within the walls of the church. It was never Jesus' intention. It was never to be kept within the walls of the church and solely lived out in that setting. If we have that mentality, we're going to be in a bit of bother, I think. As we journey through this series, let's be listening, processing and responding with an ends of the earth mentality. Can we set that, just have that at the very start of this series? Let's be thinking with a, an ends of the earth mentality. 
Not a dining hall at the Abbey School <laughs> mentality. And I don't mean to come across as harsh. I'm, hope, I'm feeling excited about this because I, I want to kind of break out. Um, yeah, in a way. <laughs> so what about the everyday part of our series title? Why did we include that as part of it? Going back to the word that Simon Holly gave. He speaks about this. He speaks about internal dependence, refreshment, keeping in step with the spirit. To my mind, this is regular, ongoing, consistent, deliberate, and daily. This isn't about relying on the Holy Spirit when you're in tough situations and you need a helping hand. This isn't about asking for more of the Holy Spirit when you're feeling really dry and like you've got nowhere else to go. This is about continual dependence, continual refreshment, and continual leading. It's a daily decision, and it's a daily response that we have to make. It's every day. We were at an Elders and Wives weekend. It must have been a year and a half or so ago now. And uh, David Holden, who some of you may be familiar with if you've been around New Frontiers at all, uh, he was speaking on, our, uh, on this, really, on our continual dependence on and our freshness in the Spirit. I need to be continually going on being filled with the Spirit. And he spoke a little on how you can only give what you have got. It's a helpful reminder. You can only give what you've got. And how this is true on a, on a daily basis. And he left us with a question I thought was very, uh, very provoking. He left us with a question. And he wasn't thinking a week, a month, or a year down the line. They, they can sometimes be the type of questions I ask myself. What am I going to be doing in a week? Uh, what's next month look like? What could we be doing next year? I don't necessarily ask myself the daily questions, whereas this question he asked was very much uh, a daily question. He said, what do I have for today? It's a good question to ask. The start of the day, what do I have for today? If I can only give out of what I have, what do I have for today? And it's only the Holy Spirit that can, that can fill that. And it's got to be the Holy Spirit who we're depending on, it's him that we're depending on, uh, to, yeah, so that we have something to give. So it's every day, in that sense, in terms of our dependence and our refreshment of the Spirit. Uh, I'm going to be speaking particularly on dependence in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to say too much. I want to leave myself with, with something to say. I've got some thoughts, but I don't want to use them all up now. Uh, otherwise, in a couple of weeks, it could be a little bit quiet. Um, so I'll come back to that in a bit more detail then. But every day also in that we do not encounter and experience the Holy Spirit only at specific meetings or in certain places or at certain times. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and the Holy Spirit dwells in you? You are a temple. God's Spirit dwells within you. I don't necessarily always, I don't often feel like a temple. That's what the scripture says is true of us. If we've been brought into God's family, if the Holy, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. We're God's dwelling place. That's kind of a mind-blowing moment going on here, even as I'm saying it. It's like, you know, I've got, it's the sort of thing I've got to trust what God says over, over what I feel sometimes. But that's what God says. You are a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you go, the Holy Spirit goes with you. You have a relationship with the Holy Spirit um, 
No matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what time of the day, no matter what season of the year, the Holy Spirit is in you. Every day. Every day. And we're also thinking about every day in the sense that we can see the work of the Spirit in our everyday situations and environments. At work, at home, at church meetings, walking through town, our favourite cafe where we like to stop to have a cup of, have a cup of coffee. Every day we can see and expect the work of the Holy Spirit in everyday situations and in everyday environments. I think this is going to be a big mind shift for us and a a big culture shift for us really. That expectation of do we expect to see the Holy Spirit working through us in those environments. The Spirit empowering us and enabling us to be witnesses for Jesus with the people we meet from day to day. Our family, our friends, our colleagues, those who serve us in shops and restaurants other parents at the school gates, people we've known for many years, what about even the Holy Spirit using us in the lives of people we've only just met? When I look in the Bible, I see these things happening. I want to take us back to the the word that Simon Holly gave. And really, this is a part that we, we really cannot overlook. He says, some focus on this area is needed in terms of the flow of the Spirit, he says some focus of this, on this area is needed to ensure that leaders and churches know how to drink, keep in step with the Spirit, and are actually doing so not just in theory. Not just in theory. It's one thing to know it. It's quite another thing to actually live it out and to put it into practice. And I think that's where, the, where part of the challenge is going to come. It's not enough to merely know the theory. To have a knowledge of the Holy Spirit, we must be depending on, drinking from, and being led by him, not just in theory, but in practice. We cannot just know it, we have to live it. Through this series, we're going to be very intentional in that. There's going to be times each Sunday when we're we're going through this series, there's going to be times for response and ministry I've got a real expectation that we're going to encounter and experience the Holy Spirit. We're going to meet with him here on a Sunday. That's part of the not just knowing it, but actually living it. Uh, We don't just want to know about him. We want to encounter him and we want to meet with him. We want him to come and and work in us and, uh, and change us. We're also going to make it a priority in growth groups to encounter and experience the Spirit. It's not just going to be about answering questions. Let me get this right. When we do the questions, it's because we want to grow in our understanding and to be able to work things through uh, and to, to gain better understanding. That is, that is hugely important, but we also want to be encountering and experiencing. So it's, the, it's, a both, it's a both hand thing going on here. So in, in, in growth groups, we want that to be a priority as well. Yes, there's going to be questions because we're going to want to work stuff through and process things and to help one another uh, in, in what we share, but we also want to be meeting with him. Uh, and allowing him to come and, and bring change uh, in our lives. So there's going to be that, the, the Sundays and the growth groups and other times we meet. But there is also, there's a daily personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. Might not want to hear it, but it's true. Each of us, believe me, I'm talking to, I'm talking to myself here first and foremost. There is a daily personal responsibility for each of us to put into practice what we're hearing and what we're learning about. We can't, we can't 
just depend on other people to pull us through or, or on other people to make it happen for us. We all have a daily personal responsibility to be growing in, in the spirit and, and to be growing in our relationship with him. I don't want that to sound heavy, but I think it's just helpful for us to recognise that. You've got a personal responsibility for, for leading yourself uh, as well. Okay. I'm going to try something here. I'm not sure how this is going to work, but I hope it's going to do what, what I intended. I'm going to read through the titles of each of the sermons over these, over these coming weeks. Each of them has a focus on a different aspect of our relationship with the Spirit. So we're going to be looking at something very specific from week to week. I'm going to read through those. Uh, some of them at this point might not make a... You might wonder a bit what that's about. But if the, if the, the preachers are doing their jobs by the end of each week, you should have a good <coughs> idea of what we're, what we're trying to get to. But I'm going to read these through and I just want you to... Um, just to listen to what I'm saying and to allow yourself to just think about what, what this could mean for us, what this could look like. The, the first thing I want you to do, this might sound a little bit weird, but bear with me. I want you, when, when I'm reading these through, I want you to look around the room and I want you to look at one another. This is not an opportunity to eyeball someone or stare someone out. So be, be friendly with one another. But I just want you to have a, have a look around uh, at, at our family here. I want you to, to do this, please, when I go through these. And I want, when I'm reading through these titles, I want you to think about what this series lived out could look like here. Okay? So you've got you've to go with me on this, even if you might not understand, please. Yeah. Have a look around when I'm going through these. Look at one another thing. What could this series lived out look like here? Okay, you with me? Yeah, all four of you. So there's going to be four of you doing it. Um, so, I'm going to, th- these are the series titles. Start looking. Every day, building a community of the Spirit. Every day, repentance. Every day, dependence. Every day, fruit. Every day, power. Every day, love. Every day, walking with the Spirit. Every day, risk. Everyday Thanksgiving. You can stop looking now. <laughs> you can keep looking if you want to. <laughs> what could those, when we focus on these areas, what could that look like among us as a church? As I say, as the weeks go by, hopefully there'll be a clearer, we'll gain a clearer understanding. Were you too busy looking to hear what I was saying? All right, we'll, I'm going to read them through again. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to do something different here, which again might seem weird, but you did the first one, so I'm trusting you're going to do this one as well. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Tracy knows. (laughs) I want you to think of somewhere outside of the walls of the church, somewhere that is familiar to you in an everyday sort of way. It could be a place of work, it could be your regular cafe, could be the school gates, it could be with a particular group of friends or family that, you know, again, thinking this everyday sort of situations or environments. So we're getting out of these four walls and we're thinking beyond that. So as I read through the titles again, I want you to think of either this place or these people and I want you to think, what could this series lived out look like 
in this environment, with this group of people, in this place where I am, in, a, in that sort of day-to-day environment. Let's go through it again. What could it look like in the place where you're picturing now? Every day building a community of the Spirit. Every day repentance. Every day dependence. Every day fruit. Every day power. Every day love. Every day walking with the Spirit. Every day risk. Every day thanksgiving. Just allow yourself a moment. What are your expectations? What are you hoping to see the Holy Spirit do in us and through us in those places? Wow. <laughs> okay. I've, got, I've probably got about another 20 minutes worth of sermon, but I'm not going to do it. We're going to, um, if the band can come back up. Uh, I think this would be a good time for us to to move back into worship.